Hello, and welcome to the LYF podcast. This podcast is provided to you by the Love Yourself Foundation, which is an organization here spreading the message of love and more specifically self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has not only in building a better relationship with yourself, but also with your community and with our beautiful planet. We're here to tell you that we're all one. All living beings are connected to each other, to the universe. So we're going to be talking about important topics like mental health, environmental issues, and tying it all back into the self and ways that you can not only empower your relationship with yourself, but also empower your relationship with your community and with our beautiful planet. So if you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the LY Foundation. You can also check out our website at the lyfoundation.org. And we have a very special new addition to what we're doing. We now have a membership program called the Lifeline Membership Program, which offers support calls, group support calls, free admission to our events, workshops, specialized merch. So we also have special discounts going for students, teachers, frontline workers. So if you want to hear more about this, please go to our website at the LY Foundation slash membership for more info. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the OAF podcast, the Equanimity series with Monica and Jackson. Hi, Jackson. Hello. So we're both here. We had a lot of traveling on our end, so we didn't get a chance to hop on the mic sooner. Jackson actually came out to see me in Spain. So that was really fun with other friends. It was amazing. Beautiful. <laughs> And so just been between all the back and forth, but we're finally, and we're in the same country again. I'm back in the U.S. and we're in the same time zone. So it'll be a lot. Yeah, yeah. not nine hours apart. Exactly. So for today though, what we're going to focus on is the new theme of the month for November, which is all on forgiveness. Jackson and I are going to just dive into it a little bit and just really see, apply it to moments where We've had to forgive ourselves, forgive others, and also chat about things that have helped us and on our journey to practice forgiveness. Because I think at the end of the day, it is it is an art form. But any starting thoughts on your end, Jackson? No, forgiveness is a huge thing. And I think self-forgiveness and then even just forgiving other people is a way of looking after yourself. I think a quote for that is that forgiveness is always like for yourself. Forgiveness is always for yourself and not for the other person. It's mm-hmm. not about whether you're happy that they're doing the thing or not, but more just allowing that release within yourself and, and being able to move forward for you by forgiving these other people that may have harmed you or done you wrong in some way. Yeah, what just came into my mind is we know when folks, people in general have a hard time to forgive because they think that if I forgive, that means that the person's winning. I've, I've seen that throughout my whole life and even moments where I felt that too. I'm like, if I do, this means that I'm weak and... I'm letting them win. Excusing their behavior or something. Yeah. And has that ever happened to you too? Yeah, for sure. I think I quite had the right idea of forgiveness. And even now it gets difficult to admit that fact of, of that it is for you, not the other person. It's not that you're excusing their behavior or that you want those things to continue or anything like that. But when you can forgive them for your own mental health essentially and be able to move past that chapter in your life that's a big deal ultimately is a way of self-care versus letting the other person win or like doing anything for them yeah it's a tough one but i think at least something that's helped me now that i'm reflecting is just gratitude i think just finding gratitude and whatever i've learned and then but at the end of the day just 
learning about boundaries too of that wasn't okay what they did or what happened to me or the cases but I can learn from it and I think there's also I think it's also important to note that we can't rush forgiveness either I feel like it's something that has to come when you're ready you can make strides to to achieve that but I think it's something you can't force either yeah I totally agree with that if you were to rush it and fake the forgiveness as kind of defeats the purpose of what I can do for that own self-relief. Yeah. So for self-forgiveness, I wonder, is there anything that comes up for you when it comes to when thinking about self-forgiveness in particular? Yeah, I think that's a huge one for so many people, and especially in our society. There's a lot of guilt and shame that kind of like rules rules our comparison culture. And not only in that amongst peers and social media, but also there's a large amount of parenting styles that, that result in that as well, kind of guilt or shame in their children mm-hmm. to try and make them be better. That's not the right way to do it. But that just, that equals a lot of people that are overly harsh on themselves or hold themselves to an unreal standard or like an inhuman standard to where, you know, they're supposed to be performing all the time. And even if they're sick or going through some crazy mental health struggle or something dramatic and traumatic just happened in their life some people still have that mindset of just push through all that which is admirable to keep working through all of that but like you said you can't rush certain things and you should be able to allow yourself the time that you need to rest or recover or heal or find whatever you need to for yourself and I think self-forgiveness plays into that a lot of just allowing yourself to be a human essentially and not be perfect all the time or being a millionaire in your 20s when you see all these other people doing it and crazy things like that, that social media for sure heightens and then certain parenting styles can, that can become a huge core part of your identity from that being all that you knew growing up. Yeah. I think self-forgiveness is huge for all of those things and especially like the guilt complexes that rule a lot of our society, but also that's just like a prominent factor for the human brain to latch on to that feeling. Yeah. And I think I like what you brought up about those standards, right? The unrealistic standards that we are taught. And we can just think just directly here within the U.S., just the pressure, the underlying themes that dictate behavior and the deep-rooted Christian ideals too. I'm not bashing folks that are Christian at all, but just like the reality of how those extreme standards has affected people. And like you brought up, shame and guilt is huge. It is so big. And I find it 32 years old now, and that's still something that I am peeling away. Yeah, it never really goes away because with yeah social media and stuff, we see younger and younger folks have what we deem as success, which is just some kind of extreme monetary value. And then as we get older and we just keep seeing young people do it, it mm-hmm. feels worse as the years goes on. But that is that is a huge thing rooted in comparison. There is no right time. Their path is different than yours. And that's true. There's 8 billion different paths for each individual human. Yeah, Comparing yourself to others, really, if it's rooted in like guilt and shame and a negative outlook, just kind of serves to, to keep you down more than help you progress towards that direction that you want to go. So that's where the self-forgiveness would come in for me. It's just allowing yourself to do it at your own pace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are uh, some things that have helped you when it comes to not comparing yourself to other people? Several things. Journaling helps me with everything. So I'll always mm-hmm. go back to that. But reflection is a big one because then that goes into if you write and reflect or you don't even need to write to reflect but simply reflect on where you have been before and and how you're progressing or moving through life and really only focusing on that another quote is that the only person that you have to be in competition with is who you were before and that's 
the only comparison that we need to focus on because that's only life that should matter to ours as far as how it's going it's our, our own selves and that's the only great measure for comparison and even then like previous versions of ourselves might have been what we deem more successful like we might be struggling now versus then and that's another thing that self-forgiveness is gonna come into and we need to harness that just yeah reflecting on that knowing all your ups and downs or writing about them so you can see them and just keep going with that yeah so that you can compare with yourself versus focusing on others and, and what they might be doing you can look back on your past and plan out what where you would like to go and how you're doing presently as well yeah. just keeping it all about yourself essentially yeah i think a big one is what you said too just knowing there's so many ways to live and that it's and just remembering like it's so unrealistic to think that we can all be this cookie cutter person that we all follow the same exact thing and i just think that would be so boring personally if we were just all the same and and something that actually really helped me especially when I was like 27 years old that was the time when I was going through a big shift and just reading all the great authors or people that we admire in history as well like all of them went a different way they all did something different that made them stick out in their own way and a lot of times you'll hear also I'm, what's coming to my mind right now is like Barack Obama he, at one point he was working in a movie theater who would have thought that later on he'd be the president of the united states so stories like that help me a lot it's like knowing your vision is like that north star your big goal and how you get there is there can be so many ways but what matters is that you get there and also enjoying as the journey unravels and knowing that whatever phase you're in you're learning that's going to help you in that next phase so that idea really helped me too and then also in college just the professors that i liked the most were the ones that had the crazy stories, the stories that they did the thing that they always wanted to do. And later in life, they started to teach, but they didn't measure their success just because they were professors. You know, they measured their success because of the ample life experience that they accumulated. So all of those little things are good reminders that helped me in, in moments where I've been maybe harder on myself or punishing myself for not being where I think I'm supposed to be. And yeah. And another thing that helps me too is just uh, reminding myself, remembering the little kid in me and remembering like that she's still in there and she doesn't deserve to be talked to mean in a mean way. She deserves compassion. Yeah, that's a huge thing is going through sometimes and like reparenting the inner child because a huge part, like whether we like it or not, that's just how the brain works. A huge part of our being is rooted in how our childhood was. And yeah. If you're raised with instilled guilt complexes or just constant shaming, then yeah, you might have to do work later on in your life to to reparent that inner child. You weren't meant to be talked to like that. And I wouldn't talk to you like that. And go through that to to reassure yourself and and realize that yeah, these at some point subconscious programming conditioned ideas aren't necessarily objective truth. They're just something we have to work through and then another thing you said about like phases and like where you're at currently in relation to all the different ways to do things and every person's life track is different if you get lost in comparing yourself or trying to do the cookie cutter thing or trying to copy someone else exactly to get there you might miss out on the opportunities that are meant for you because there's crazy things you never know where they might come from that that lead you on to that next step or direct your life in a totally different way be present and appreciate where you're at currently rather than really forget about where you're at currently and only comparing to yeah and i think another cool one that just came to do with that is comparing like others year 10 to your day two that's a huge thing as well a lot of 
things take practice. Anything, in my opinion, is a learnable skill. You can get anywhere that you want in life and do anything that you see others doing. You can't get lost in that comparison again. Why am I not? It's phenomenal at this thing that person has been doing for half of their life. Mm -hmm. Started two weeks ago. have to stay present with where you're at and only keep the comparison there. Yeah, exactly. And then what came to my mind is the word discipline. And I think that's something I can't remember the quote exactly, but it relates to self-love, how discipline really can help with gaining more self-love for yourself. And like you're saying, like that comparison game of I'm, I might be here, but I'm just starting off and can't compare myself to someone that's been doing it for 10 years, but I can learn from them and I can learn that discipline like they've done to get to the goal that I want to get to. So it's interesting because I think as a human, we have our animal brain that challenges us a lot (laughs) because we're social creatures. So we need each other. We need to see what others in our tribe are doing. But I think the troubling aspect of what we're currently living through is the globalized world of it just literally just everything we're able to know everything if we want that's happening right now in every country (laughs) and that can be crazy overwhelming and adds no wonder that there's so much anxiety and so yeah we can't compare it just it all kind of intertwines and i think adds a lot of pressure to say the least yeah that ability to know everything everywhere all at once is uh, a recent (laughs) phenomenon like yeah, I think that movie does a great job at painting out the anxieties of the modern world and, and what causes things like that. But yeah, that's like a recent development in the last decade or 15 years. And like Our brains haven't evolved at, at the same rate to keep up with that kind of thing. So that might come in future generations, but everyone alive currently isn't quite ready for that. You know? Yeah. But here we are faced with it every day. So yeah, that plays a significant role on the things you mentioned yeah right and then back to what you mentioned earlier too with like social media and obviously that adds to it with the comparison too and we can be over here in the U.S. and then we can be comparing ourselves to somebody in a different country that might have other resources or vice versa and it's just different yeah yeah that's a huge thing too that idea that yeah other people are working with the same exact resources and, and you know a lot of the or at least it seems certain influencers and stuff like they grew up with different privileges and things like that which no no shame against that just you can't compare yourself to that if you're not working with the same kind of resources yeah so there's so much to unpack and so much to go through in this modern world but (laughs) yeah social media is a crazy phenomenon that yeah is a recent thing like we didn't understand that concept a decade Mm -hmm. a decade and a half ago it's insane thing we are like it's a part of everyday life and so many different apps and people don't don't know lives without it at this point and that's it's crazy to me yeah no absolutely and what's coming to my mind right now i just had a conversation with someone about this the phenomenon that happens now and this can ties well really well with forgiveness also is imagine like you have a falling out with somebody or you break up with someone but you still have them on social media And in some cases, people will block each other to help with the healing process, but sometimes it doesn't happen. So that phenomenon too, when it comes to forgiving 
and the fact that if you still have them, their presence in some capacity, how that affects that process of healing, that process of forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. I've had that conversation several times actually with things like that, but just not too long ago, like when you did end a relationship of any kind, things like that was it. You guys didn't see each other. That was it. You didn't have any way to keep up with what was going on besides maybe mutual friends. You don't have to talk about those kind of things, but yeah, now it's like, there's nothing to stop you except for discipline, essentially from checking on these tabs and things like that and totally destroying your healing process in the process yeah just constantly reopening that wound instead of allowing yourself to move on yeah so yeah that's true with any kind of like on social media yeah 100 yeah and what's coming to my mind right now is just noting what are some things to look out for or that you, maybe you've gone through when you're when it's a good sign to be like okay i think it's time to remove this person <laughs> from social media like what's helped you or what have been some indications for you yeah i think that's a great question there's a lot there and i think that like social media can be a great tool really and that's how i view it as well i only have one platform left and it's pro work and things like that working in the entertainment industry so i think that it can be a tool for good all of the apps are just tools and we don't actually have to make them like a part of our social identity they can just mm-hmm. be tools and you can really unfollow anything that, that doesn't serve you, you know, it doesn't like bring you positivity or teach you something new unfollow you know they're funny but like it, certain meme accounts or news outlets and stuff it is good to stay informed but a lot of these things thrive off of negativity or reinforcing negative stereotypes or negative events around the world for views and things like that and i think that we are what we consume so to unfollow those things and really just tailor your accounts to to things that benefit you or things that you want to learn or people that you admire and way or a good place to start as far as mm-hmm. what to look out for or what might feel like too much and then in relationships i don't think it's a bad idea to just like immediately move to the unfollow phase even if you do want to be friends with a person you've ended business or romantic or friendships with even if you do want to check in maybe at first it's not a bad idea just to unfollow them or restrict what you're seeing at least so as to allow your brain to go through its own reflection before you're seeing what's going on in this person's life that they're sharing with all these other people yeah that's a lot I think something that I've seen in my own self too, and when I was younger, there's this person that my ex-boyfriend, he started dating and she looked a lot like me. And then I got very obsessed with that fact. And so I would find myself like checking her stuff, like her pages and stuff. And and it just became so unhealthy for me. And then eventually I just had to like remove her and just allow myself to move on from that and know that, hey, no matter how much that person might resemble me, they're not me. When you're younger, and I think I was like 19 at the time, and just how it just reinforces that obsessive loop. And and it's right there. And it's just so tempting. And you're like, but I can just I can go on the page right now. And I can see it. And it just it's such a disaster. So back to discipline and also forgiving because at that point in my life, I, I didn't know better. I I was just still learning who I was really. So also having that compassion too. But it can be, like you said, it's a wonderful tool. And if we use it from that perspective of like it's a tool, then I think we're okay. But it's when it starts to overrule us, that's where it can get really tricky. Yeah. And 
like you said, you can immediately pull up whatever you want and know anything. And our brains are really not knowing the things. It's easy mm-hmm. to get wrapped up or pulled into just two taps and you can find out what you want to know. Or maybe you have some idea that you're trying to confirm and things like that. You don't want to stop looking until you find it. And you can always come to that conclusion with the internet. Whatever conclusion you choose, there's mm-hmm. so many different perspectives or articles about any one subject that yeah whatever you're focusing on if you decide one thing is negative you'll you'll find the proof online to prove that it's negative just the same as if you decide that's a positive you'll find proof online that that same exact thing that all these articles told you is negative it's actually extremely positive it's like there is no right answer when it comes to diving in online on social media because you'll find whatever conclusion you're looking for essentially. yeah and what are some boundaries that have helped you with technology and with social media block button for sure <laughs> i, I demon as a great tool and not even that you block them from every channel but just if you're tailoring your instagram for a certain thing and maybe you've asked this person not to interact with you or even potentially not to reach out but they still do it anyways and then they cross your boundaries and you know just the block button especially since all of our or most of our communication is digital these days there's the block button on any of your phone and contacts and stuff so it always i feel like it always sounds harsh for people i think that's such an extreme measure but one it's never a permanent thing you can undo it if you want to but two it's a simple way to to make sure that you're in control of your boundaries like if they're not going to listen or or follow what you asked yeah a request and just do it for yourself it doesn't affect them in any way and you don't have to know about anything going on in their life too it has to be a discipline within yourself as well to like not want to, to reach out with them yeah. <laughs> that's what i find easiest at least absolutely yeah i, I like that though just use it <laughs> if you need yeah. it just do it. <laughs> It's there. It's there. But that's good. I think that ties in good now to touch upon forgiving others and like the challenges that come with that. I am thinking right now to myself, I'm like, what's harder, forgiving yourself or forgiving others? I don't know. I think it can really be a mix depending on what it is that you're trying to forgive. But I think there, I had a moment earlier this year where I realized I was not ready fully to forgive an ex-boyfriend of mine. And I think me admitting that was really important for me because I just really needed to admit that to myself that I wasn't ready. And so I think there's merit to that. But I also think there's like what we're just the process, honoring that process of forgiving somebody else. Yeah, I think that's huge. And like we said, forgiveness is whether it's forgiving others or for yourself, it's ultimately always for yourself, essentially. And to admit that, oh, I'm not ready to forgive this person is to admit that there's more that you need to work on for yourself and then you can identify that and work on those things and, and move towards a more balanced or peaceful state yeah it's hard mine is for sure these these things aren't easy and, and to your point like the social media can make it or just the technology era can make it all more difficult it's really about self-reflection to me and like introspection seeing what you can work on for yourself and, and where you would like to go and even when it comes to forgiveness of others like seeing how these things affected you and why you may or may not be ready to forgive and how you can get on to a path of forgiveness and you know, what you need to do for yourself to help yourself out. Yeah. But I love what you've brought up. It's so huge. Like just remembering that at the end of the day, forgiveness is for you. And that's the gift that you get. You get you get more of yourself back yeah. after forgiving. Yeah, that's a beautiful way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise all that is tied up with whatever happened or whatever. And that's energy that still needs to be resolved and definitely needs to be honored. But the release is beautiful because then it comes right back. Yeah, you get to bring that, that energy that you're giving to something else back to the idea. Yeah. What came to my mind, if you'd like, to, if, if you want to share, is 
if you rem- you recall any moment where like the breakthrough was just so great <laughs> after forgiving whether somebody or something or you or just something where you felt that that ecstasy of joy of oh wow like I went through something and I'm here now and I'm so grateful that I'm I've arrived. So I guess one doesn't necessarily have a great ending as of right now. We're still working on things. But at one point I had forgiven my dad and made that statement. I got daddy issues for sure. And oh. there's one point, I think I was like 19, that I dropped him off at the airport one time and just and went out of my way to say that uncomfortable thing, just I forgive you. And not necessarily breaking down any reason why or you know what has changed or anything, but just simply that like I forgive. And, and that felt like a huge thing for me. I think I was reading a bunch of self-help things that got me to that point. And to your question of the relief, yeah, that as soon as I drove away from the airport, I was just like crying in my car. It felt great. And it was a, a joyful cry of just kind of a release, essentially. Well, man, didn't think we would ever get there or had no plans to or didn't even know how to get there, but simply just ended up doing it. And yeah, it felt great. And it was a huge relief. And that was a thing for me, just yeah. vocalizing those words, like, putting intention behind it and not that me sharing that or feeling the relief was dependent on how he responded or received it or anything but simply just that I was saying it for me thanks for sharing that Jackson yeah thank you how about you for me the memory that's coming is actually when I blocked my ex-boyfriend and I remember it was like three, four, five days after like that week. And I realized the cycle I had been in, like I realized like this loop that I had been in, in that relationship and just realizing like the drive, the motivation to help and how that was all linked to trauma in my life. And I had this wave of forgiveness for myself of, oh my goodness, I've just been operating in the way that I thought was normal. And and I remember that moment well, because it finally seemed like something clicked in my brain and I could finally see things clearer. And so I had a lot of gratitude. I look back at that moment because it was not easy, but I'm so grateful it happened that way. And uh, it it definitely took a long time for me to build on that forgiveness and that self-respect too. But a lot came through from that act. And I never, never had blocked anybody ever in my life. So it was new to me, but I had to. It was just one of those things where there was just no other way if I wanted to get better. So yeah, it's amazing when we have the power to let go and when we know that it's actually for the best. Because I think there's, I think one of my main challenges in my life has been to learn how to let go and learn how, the art form of letting go. And that, because I think for a long time, I associated it to school and like quitting in school and I always wanted good grades. So (laughs) somehow that all got mixed up, but sometimes life things doesn't, it's not like school. Yeah. 100%. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. That's interesting to be able to take that step for yourself and and even notice those patterns within ourselves and how like still what you're doing might, it might feel like it's affecting the other person at the end of the day, blocking them was was for you. If that's what matters to take the steps to help you heal. And when you do what's best for yourself, it tends to end up being what's best for those around you. 100%. So true. And I think that's the good, like that's the silver lining I find with all this stuff is more that we listen to ourselves through whatever that might mean and forgiving and all of that positivity that comes back to ourselves, all that healing energy is contagious around us. So it's, again, the more that you help yourself, you're literally helping the world. That's- a great quote. <laughs>
<laughs> that's why we're here. Yeah, no, this is a great topic to dive into, to think about and to reflect and to understand how it really how it just affects your life, both positively, negatively, and all of it. Yeah, I agree. There's so many different avenues of it to look at and to work in for your own life. And apart from journaling for you, is there anything else that helps you when it comes to unpacking forgiveness, whether for yourself or for others? Yeah. So to me, I think journaling and reflecting makes the most sense, but always in hand with that for me is meditation as well. Just in this case, for its ability to help you look at things objectively, that helps with the inner child parenting and any to justify other people's actions to make it easier for you to forgive, just to be objective in all these things. You see where other people are coming from and why they might have acted that way and you know, how their past might have resulted in the way that they acted towards you. And then to look at your own emotions effectively and be like, yeah, you might have felt terrible about that thing. And maybe like you felt some crazy strong emotions that you didn't want to feel, but objectively, like it would make sense. These things lead to that. And then your brain reacts in a certain way. So I would say meditation for its ability to, to help you look at things or be the observer of what's going on. Because then allows you to be a little detached from your subjective emotions and just kind of forgive what you're feeling or even to see what you're feeling to then be able to forget it and move towards those things and see what those feelings are trying to teach you as well yeah. why you might be feeling those meditation and journaling and then a bunch of books and there's no shortage of self-help genre like regardless of people's feelings on there there's a lot of wise nuggets to come out of yeah. of books like that on what we can do for ourselves what we can do for others yeah how we can curate a more intentional life the book that as you're talking about books the book that came to my mind is the four agreements yeah and that's a big one yeah i can recommend that to everyone it's yeah a great little read in those like a in my opinion short and simple read but those four principles if you were just implement like just those four things alone yeah that can be benefactor in life yeah it's this little handbook and yeah like you said super short read super easy read too so highly mm -hmm. recommend that book for folks if you haven't heard of it before i feel like another shorter read as well is the alchemist and i think it touches on those same principles and maybe some others but in a cool like story kind of fashion tale and adventure with morals throughout yeah. those are classics that like everyone knows but or that everyone's at least heard of the name, but there's kind of a reason for them. Why are they not still around? Exactly. There's definitely a big reason for it. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Any other thoughts, Jackson, in regards to all this stuff? That is all for now. Do you want to talk on like grief or anything? How forgiveness can help with that? Or maybe save that for another time? Yeah, maybe save it. Because I think that's definitely a worthy thing to expand on. And, and it, like, yeah, it goes hand in hand with forgiving. Yeah. We'll save it for next time. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Then yeah, I'm all set. Sweet. I think that's a wrap then. And hopefully our conversation has helped anybody, even if it's just one person, think about forgiveness in a different way and know that we're human beings and it's challenging because we have an ego and our ego doesn't want to surrender sometimes and learning that well teaching our ego that it's okay in certain situations we're appreciative of the ego for our survival that it gives but sometimes forgiving is part of that survival so yeah i agree to detach from that and even take like the negative connotation from surrender away that doesn't yes. have to be a bad thing to simply take things in stride and learn and reflect and move through it versus trying to deny it at all costs even as it's happening to you i love that because i think it's true i think that there is a negative connotation with surrender and it shouldn't have to be like that. There, There's a, I understand why there is that, but 
there's a lot of positivity that comes with that word and learning that word and applying it to yourself and helpful and healing ways. Good stuff. I think that's it for today. And we will continue with this discussion and carry it on into grief and other topics related to it. But thank you, Jackson, for joining me on our second time and our equanimity series. Sounds great. Thank you, Monica. I really do appreciate it and the vision behind it. Yeah, it's awesome. All right, everybody, we will chat with all of you soon. And until next time. Bye.